0: Welcome, everybody, to the Magic Beans Podcast. We are back again for episode number 52. I am your host for tonight, and my name is Shorty, and I have just one bean on the line with me tonight, so tonight it is just myself and Cracker. How's it going, mate? I'm good, thanks, buddy. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Uh, after the uh, quality start that we had when we first started recording, and you know, I've mixed up what, <laughs> what episode number we're up to. That's We've what done so many. You Yeah, you know, oh, yeah, like right. just lose count. So it's so confusing and we forget to update the show notes, but anyway, we're here and uh, yeah, we're going to record an episode and hopefully you listeners out there enjoy it. So plenty of things as always to talk about and uh, yeah, I think we'll we'll end up with a jam-packed episode. So before we get into that, Cracker, do you want to tell us who our sponsors are?
1: Absolutely. It is Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. They run auctions for physical magic cards on Facebook every night of the week. You can get some really great deals. They have... uh, All kinds of lots, usually multiple lots of cards at once, all the way from interesting like art basic lands, all the way through to um, expeditions, the full range. And on weekends, they run special auctions where you can find things like reserve list cards, dual lands, those kinds of fun things. Uh, And they help us do what we're able to do. They provide price support for our leagues and uh, just generally legends. So go check them out. Uh, You can just search for Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar on Facebook or on Google and you'll find them.
0: Yeah, very good. Uh, they yeah they put up lots of things that uh, I don't buy because they're all too expensive and I don't have the money for it. But <laughs> that, somebody does. That's true. That is the problem of having three <laughs> children, though.
1: <Yeah. laughs> they tend to just vacuum up all the spare
0: money. Correct. Yes. All right. So uh, the first topic we're going to get into tonight. They've started off the Commander Legends previews. Now we spoke about this probably what like two months ago now maybe yeah, six weeks something, something like that it was, yeah, yeah quite, quite a while ago they announced that they were doing it and uh yeah this week they finally started the actual preview card so I, th- I think we had a few when they announced the set uh that we spoke about at at that time like there's a common uh commander or common legendary creature that you can use as your commander and things like that a colorless one and a few other things we sort of spoke about but yeah now we've actually got the full previews coming out uh I myself you know i, I we've sort of talking about this at the before the cast cracker you know i i enjoy playing commander as as do you and we we get together every now and then and, and play some commander games but i i definitely do not consider myself a commander player uh, i'm not looking at these previews going oh sweet that's going to go in this deck or i'm going to build this deck or, or whatever with those cards and oh that's this is going to change this or this is going to be super powerful i just have no idea and and i think I'm, i might have mentioned it before but commander is one of those things where the, because the card pool is just so enormous it completely overwhelms me and i just don't know where to start <laughs> in terms of building decks so i just don't try but it's, i know uh, i know like you that. do
1: I, I do i i love commander i mean i haven't had a chance to play it for feels like forever now Yeah. but it's it's great like i i enjoy the freedom and the fact that you don't have to be like a meta deck right you can just play the things that don't fit anywhere else or or cards from from the before times when you know like just i've got whiteboarded things that i've had for 10 years or whatever so it's kind of fun to just have the the availability to do that
0: yeah but yeah. um Yeah, it's fun fun format and and yeah this set is going to be it's designed to be a draftable set which is something new for commander and yeah we obviously we touched on that the last time we spoke about this set as well so I'm assuming that uh, our good mate Chris Pollywaffle from the podcast is uh, going to buy <laughs> a box or two of this and we may get to actually draft Ooh. this at some point, which uh, uh,
1: which should be good. I like the sound of that. This is also kind of like double masters is my understanding where pack one, pick two. Um, yeah, so, I'm yeah, pretty takes- sure that every pack has got a legend in it as part of it. Yes. Uh, and so, then you get to take like the commander in quotes and then another card as well. So. Double Mythic packs. like It's it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. And I know that they're also releasing it to draft on MTGO. So, if that's your jam and you want to play some games online, then uh, it won't be coming to Arena, but it will be on Magic Online. So, you can try it out there.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, I thought we'd have a bit of a chat about a few of the cards. Mm. Uh, I know, Cracker, you've got a few that you want to... You want to highlight, but uh, yeah, you can obviously go and find all those previews on, you know, Mythic Preview or Mythic Spoiler or Skyfall or wherever you, you want to go these days to to find your previews. But do you want to take us through a few and uh, yeah, we'll see what we've got?
1: Yeah, I guess there's, there's a few notable things that they've got in here. So there's uh, a bunch of the Battlelands. From the battle bond set, where um, oh, yeah. yep. they they enter untapped. So there's like a training center taps for red or blue and enters the battlefield tapped unless you have two or more opponents. So really strong um, in commander. They, you know, don't do you any damage. They almost always enter untapped unless you've, you know, down to like one person, yeah, which it's, point it's you kind of don't matter because, you know, like you've probably got 60 mana in play anyway. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they've rounded out the set here as well. It looks like there's. Uh, more than the original um, just bond lands, which is good because they they sorely needed uh, redoing or finishing out actually. So that's pretty cool. Um, And then there's also a couple of other things. Vampiric Tutor getting a reprint, which is cool. Yeah, I think that was like a hundred bucks or something, wasn't it? It's an expensive card. It's really good. Uh, Single black mana, instant. Search your library for a card then shuffle your library and put that card on top. You lose two life. So... It's it, know, yeah, instant. You said didn't instant it? speed. Yeah, which is which is why it's kind of um, crazy. It's you know you do it in step. instep. Uh, yeah, it's 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 really cool. They have printed a new card though, and this one's already caused colossal amounts of uproar in the commander community. <laughs>
0: oh, what a, what a surprise! <laughs> because
1: Magic Twitter is the most rational of places in the universe. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this one, Shorty. It's called Opposition Agent. So, uh, no, I don't think so. This one is 3-2 uh, with flash for two and a black. It is a human rogue, and it says, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. Ah,
0: yes, yes. I while an that.
1: opponent is searching their library, you may exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remained exiled, and you may spend mana as though mana of any colour to cast them. So when someone goes, I'm going to end step... F- play a vampire shooter. You're like, cool. I'm going to search your library and I'm going to take that card <laughs> <laughs> and exile it and, and exile it, and you and still lose two it. life. And then I get to <laughs> cast it on my turn with whatever <laughs> mana I've got. Yeah. So that's really powerful. And it's
0: a uh, it's you may play, so you can so if someone still cracks lands, a fetch land, yep, yep, yeah, you can go, you can take the land and then yeah, right, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that seems uh, fairly powerful. And and yeah, it's three mana with flash. So yep. There's, yeah. um,
1: there's already a, a type of commander deck called Grixis Thieves, which is based around, like, Notion Thief, which is when, you know, um, if a person would draw more than one card in their turn, you draw it instead. And then, like, um, Windfall effects or Wheel of Fortune and that kind of stuff. So, seems like it would go right into that kind of style of deck.
0: Nice. I can, I can see why people are uh, pretty annoyed about that one. <laughs> yeah, I
1: mean, it's, it's definitely a, I get to have all your fun. But it's a a 3-2, right? So, the the idea is that it dies to everything. It dies to shock, right? So, you you are unlikely to get multiple activations of it. But if you get to steal someone's, like, Vampiric tutor or, like, someone casts, I don't know, Doomsday or something like that, then you just get to win. They don't get any cards. Um, They've also reprinted most of the partners, from what I can see, and also a bunch more, which is pretty cool. The partners were... Um printed in some of the uh commander precons a little while ago where they gave you the option of having a single multicolor commander or uh pairs of commanders which you could play um, out of the command zone and they're really powerful they they give you a bunch of different effects um, and they usually stack really nicely together it also opens up opportunities for um, four color pairs that you might not be able to do easily normally out of a single legendary commander
0: which is so cool. you've got so if, if a if a Commander has partner, Mm -hmm. It can partner with another commander that also has partner. Correct. And so, if you've got, say, a red commander as one of the partners and then a blue commander as your other partner, that means your deck can be blue and red? Correct. Yeah, cool. That's exactly what it is. Except
1: I think almost all of the um, partners have got at least two colors. Yeah, okay. So, in Battle Bond, they did some that were partner with, and those were the ones that you could- um, They were like Pia and Toothy, for example, which was like- Yeah, yeah, like, was it Will and Rowan? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so they would actually let you, like, tutor the other half out. Yeah, okay. When you cast them and things. Um, I have seen, like, just looking at
0: some of the spoilers now, I I can see there are definitely some mono-colored partners.
1: Yeah, and so there's some new ones as well, which is pretty cool. Yep. What else is there? Oh, we were talking about this one before, which we were both super pumped about. Shorty, do you want to pronounce this guy again? Gore. (laughs) 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 Gore.
0: We, we, we were just scrolling uh, Gaw, through because Gore Muldra- Muldrak, mm-hmm. M- M- Phenologist. M- M- Phenologist? I think it's
1: amphibiologist. Yeah. Um, no. Amphim-in-o-ologist. M- M- yeah. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. The, <laughs> the only reason I was reading it out is because it says you and permanent control have protection from salamanders, that scourge of commander. <laughs> heavily played tribe (laughs) um anyway there's some other text if you're if you're down for a three mana three two that gives your opponent's creatures then have fun there was one that we were talking about briefly today in our discord which is still only been released in french so we don't know all of the the rules text exactly but it's um it's a creature that says, uh, whenever a player loses unspent mana, they lose that much life. So they're they're bringing back mana burn on a vigilant right. creature that has pay like generic tap, and each pal each player adds Grixis to their mana. Uh, sorry, John's to their mana pool, so they add black, red, green, which is interesting. So there were some there were some questions in um in our Discord about like the fact that there are cards that let you have like um there's an old the the original Omnath which is mono green means you can um green mana doesn't empty from your mana pool as you pass through phases and so we were like how does this work yeah like yeah. when Omnath dies the mana becomes available then like do you just take like 50 damage or whatever so like <laughs> but we actually called one of the one of the guys now discord as a judge and he's like I don't know yet we <laughs> we don't have the rules uh, I need the oracle text and then I'll tell you so there's definitely some spicy stuff which is great and unsurprising
0: yeah i've seen there's a mechanic called encore which is a new new mechanic uh mm. so it's it's encore and it has a cost uh associated with it uh, and it's got like the ability is pay whatever that cost is exile this card from your graveyard uh for each opponent create a token copy that attack for, for each opponent create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn if able they gain haste sacrifice them the Sacrifice them at the beginning of the next end step. Activate this ability only as the sorcery, so you can bring a creature back from your graveyard for like a last hurrah, like an encore. Oh, uh, okay. That's they, cool. you know, they get haste and they attack each each opponent, and then they get exiled at the end of the turn. There's a creature called Phyrexian Triniform, which is a nine mana artifact, a nine mana nine nine golem, and uh, you know, which generally is not all that good, but it has. Uh, when Forex Triniform dies, create three 3 3 colorless golem artifact creature tokens. So it's a 9 9 that when it dies replaces itself with three 3 3s, but it, then it also has encore of 12, which is super expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're, if you encore this oh, and there's you, still four yeah, players yeah, in the okay. game you get three copies of this that are attacking each of your opponents and then they all get sacrificed at the beginning of the end, next end step and each one of those creates three 3-3s. Three so you get bulk 3-3s. That, three that sacrifice clause is is really important. Yeah, yeah. If it, it's, if not, it, it's not if it exiled. Exiled, yeah, yeah. That's, wow, yeah. okay. And then, cool. you know, obviously if you've got things like doubling season, then you, you just go bananas and, sure. <laughs> and get, get a million of these sorts of things. So... Yeah, it could could be an interesting mechanic. I'm sure there's plenty of other cards that will have that uh, that mechanic on there. It could be something that we'll start to see in a few decks. Yeah, that's out. cool.
1: I like it. It's it's kind of a flashback for creatures sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. So there were and two- very very well named, I think. Encore, yeah. No, that's yeah. that's clever. They've done well with that. Two more that I wanted to point out: yep. Sphinx of the Second Sun, because yep. I like big sphinxes. It is um, blue, blue, and six. <laughs> So, it's eight mana. <laughs> it's a 6-6. Six, six. It says, uh, flying at the beginning of your post-combat main phase, you get an additional beginning phase after that phase. The beginning <laughs> phase just, just includes <laughs> untap, upkeep, and draw. Yep.
0: So, you get all your upkeep triggers again. Yeah. You un- untap, so everything's yep. untapped. You get your upkeep again. So, if you get any upkeep triggers, and then uh-huh. you get to draw another card. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's um, weird. Yeah, very weird. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's almost like an extra turn because it's at the beginning of your post combat main phase. So, yeah, so it's at the start of your second main phase. C- correct, but you still get your second main. Yeah. 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 So, interesting. It um yeah
1: lets you kind of tap out in your first main attack and then untap and, and kind of get another whole run at it, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's it, it, it is very close to just being like time warp or. Yeah. Like, take, take an extra turn. You just yeah. don't get an extra combat step. Yeah, that's all right. You're a blue deck. Who wants to attack anyway? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Think about all those instants and sorceries. Think about the storm <laughs> count, shorty. The storm <laughs> count. Uh, and, and the last one I wanted to talk about is called Tevesh Zat, Doom of Fools. Uh, and he's a planeswalker. He's four and a black. And it's plus two. He comes out with four loyalty. His plus two is uh, create two zero one black throw creature tokens. Uh, plus one, you may sacrifice another creature or planeswalker. If you do, draw two cards and then draw another card if the sacrifice permanent was a commander. And minus 10, gain control of all commanders. Put all commanders from the command zones onto the battlefield under your control. He can be your commander. And he has partner. Yeah, nice. So, that's interesting. Mm. I mean, there's been plenty of, like, obviously, there's a lot of threat and effects and, you know, um, mind control things where you get to steal people's permanents or um, commanders or what have you. But the fact that you steal them from everywhere, pretty great. I don't know how hard it's going to be. You go four, plus two, six. Yeah, like if, even with doubling season, you're
0: not, you can't ultimate. You can't. Straight away. So, they've obviously thought about that. Yeah,
1: that's right. Someone will put in an attractor proliferate deck and
0: Yeah, with uh what is it, the Teferi enchantments where you can activate your abilities twice? Oh <laughs> this, and this C- Chris speed. written all over it. It does. <laughs> Wait,
1: put, stop listening, Chris. Anyway, uh lots of sweet cards. Recommend you check it out. There's probably a million things I, I have missed. Um and I'll yeah, I'll start to look at like what goes where. And a few old kind of Commander Classics as well, so there's Nikasar, the mind razor uh and also like the original queen Marchesa, which are both um highly played but have been really difficult to get because they were like commander specific products so
0: yeah okay sweet the March- from parts.
1: conspiracy uh I don't know if this one was yeah okay the one of them definitely was yep uh oh yeah she was she was definitely part of the conspiracy set initially, yeah. Yeah, nice. With the it has the monarchy in it as well. So yeah, there's yep. the the monarch set, which is a
0: mechanic, which is
1: interesting. Yep. He um encourages attacking. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like you said, who likes to do that in commander? No, 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 not me. No, I just like killing everybody in one turn. <laughs> yeah, correct. Let me draw my deck and then I suppose if I have to attack you to win, I will. <laughs> let me let me do a bunch of math and I'll figure out how much mana I can make and oh you guys are all dead, sorry. Yeah, we all just gave up. <laughs> uh and uh yeah obviously uh like we are here in melbourne uh, victoria australia and uh just this week we it's been announced that the restrictions are starting to ease so hopefully we can actually get together and play some real life in-person paper commander in the near future that, that maybe be good. we're allowed to have two people from one other house in your house <laughs> once a day
1: so yeah. it's, it's gonna be a while before we can get all of the beans together but uh we'll do it we'll do it yeah we're on, we're on track for christmas We'll, we'll see. Good enough for me, man.
0: Yep. All right. So last weekend, we had uh, a pretty large tournament, I guess. Like not uh, not publicly open tournaments, but there was the MPL and Rivals weekend. So this is the start of the new season for the MPL and Rivals. So a couple of weeks ago, we had the grand finals. So that was sort of wrapping up the previous season. Now we're on to a new season. And uh, the way they're doing it this year is I think they have seven of these uh weekends teed up over the next year, I think or, or however long the period is. And uh, uh, basically what they do is all the people in the MPL play against each other. Uh, I think it's just like Swiss rounds or, or however they work it out and then all the people in the rivals play against each other. They do it over the weekend and they play 12 rounds. there's no top eight or, or anything like that and you, you effectively they're just trying to get as many wins as they can and every win that they get earns them a point, that point, uh, goes to ranking them on the ladder for the MPL and the rivals, which then at the end of the season is used to determine who stays in the MPL, who goes from rivals into the MPL, who drops out, all, all that sort of stuff, and you know who qualifies for those sort of last chance tournaments and different things like that. So for the MPL and rivals players, which I couldn't name even half of them, but they're the top players in the world at the moment and and they're sort of the people that effectively set the meta game like we used to see. Uh, when we'd have a, a pro tour sort of right after a set release. So it's pretty important what decks they're playing and what they think is good. And this is where we start to see, you know, is is has something been found that's broken or or what's happening to the metagame, all that sort of stuff. So I think, I don't know, Cracker, if you got to watch any of the coverage. I, I didn't myself. I was sort of working on, on the house all weekend. But they uh, they did the mainstream through the Wizards account as they normally do but they actually got all of the players to stream as well so pretty much every single player from the MPL and Rivals was streaming their games so you could watch you know the main stream with commentators and then you could also have up a second stream watching the other person's uh, hand or or their view and sort of hear what they're saying or you could go okay well I like uh you know PV so I'm going to watch PV and he's playing against Martin User, so I'm just going to have both of their streams up so I can see both of their games and see exactly what's going on. So pretty cool way to do it, and from what I've heard, it it was pretty successful and people uh, were quite interested in how it was going and how it was run and all that sort of stuff. So did you catch any of it at all?
1: Oh, a, a very little bit. Um, yeah, kind okay. of um, like yourself, I had a bunch of housework to do, so uh, <laughs> things in the garden have been my focus for the last little bit, sadly. Yep. Um, but I think they've really learned from what they did last season, which was what they called the MPL Splits. Yeah. And the Splits made no sense to anybody, including the players in the NPL. <laughs> um, but the problem with them was they were pre-recorded. And yeah, so, yep. you had, uh, you know, the match played whenever before. Um, and so, there was no kind of... The commentators were covering it live when they broadcast it to try and give that feel, but... You still knew, like, the result was known. And, you know, like, if you paid attention to the NPL players at all, then, like, sometimes you would find out, you know, their record and stuff beforehand, even though I don't think you were supposed to. But, um, look, live magic is way more interesting. Live everything is way more interesting, right?
0: Yeah, it's weird how that works. Like, like I'm, I'm I'm a big NFL fan, and if I can watch a game live, I will. But once the game's finished and, and I sort of know the result, or even if I don't know the result, I'm just not really interested in watching it. It's just not the same. And that's that's so weird that even if you don't know the result, the fact that it, it's not happening live makes you disinterested in it. I mean, there's yeah. some some sort of weird human psychology thing there yeah, that I, 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 I can't don't explain.
1: No, there's but there's definitely something there. Because yeah, it's yeah. it's absolutely true. And yep. That's why, um, like flashback matches and things like that, even in coverage, get less viewership than the live ones, which is just interesting. So yeah, look, yep. good on them for listening to the fact that people wanted live magic or as as close as we could get to it. Yeah. And the fact that you, you kind of open it up to um I mean, lots of different people being able to stream and you can kind of, like you said, back your favorite player and, and go hear what they're talking about and their line of commentary and their thought process is, is really cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Good. Well done for making a change. And and look, you know, the the format obviously had just been turned on its head with all of the recent bannings and things. So, it was kind of the first big showing with the new format as it was with, with like people who are the most invested, right? These people get paid more by being in the MPL than they do being in Rivals. And, you know, people who are trying to get into Rivals, obviously, or trying to get into the MPL are doing the very best that they can as well. So they're putting a lot of time and testing and and effort into this. And so you kind of hear of the teams like, um, one of the most common archetypes played was Demir Rogues. And there's actually two different builds of Demir Rogues. There's one with Luris as the companion, and then one which Reed Duke really pushed is um, with Shark Typhoon instead. The idea being that it was better in the uh, Yorion matchup, I believe. And so there were kind of these different approaches that they had. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. and that's kind of, but then like you see who else played it. And it's like, all right, well, Reed played it. And then like LSV played it. And so you, you have these kind of team approaches again, which we, we kind of have missed for a little bit as like the, yeah. the big, like, what's Channel Fireball playing? What's East West Bowl playing? You know, like what's going on here? So that, that's yep. fun to
0: see again yeah i've definitely heard from a few podcasts i've listened to this week that yeah they, they absolutely had their sort of testing teams and, and groups and things together working on decks so yeah it, it is pretty cool when you see that because that's when you really that's when you know they're really trying to break a format and try to figure it out and so like looking at the metagame from this to, yeah demir rogues came in at the top 33.3 percent in the MPL was demir rogues and 34 in in rivals so yeah, that's that's a fair metagame percentage, but like you said, when you actually split up those demir decks, they're not all the same. They've they've taken slightly different approaches, which is cool. Uh, and yeah, they're still meta gaming against the other decks that they were expecting to see, and um, you know, there's still still a lot of diversity there. So, and I don't think anybody came out of that weekend going, oh, uh, oh, like demir rogues is broken. We're gonna have to ban something. We're we're in trouble again. So. Yeah, pr- pretty cool to see that, and pretty cool to see a whole bunch of of different decks. So, what was the best performing decks that we saw uh, from, from the weekend? Gruul Agro, actually was yeah, their, okay. the the best performing.
1: It looks like it had a sixty five percent win rate. So there was only seven people who played it, but it I mean it did really well. So that was certainly the strongest. The Demir Rogues with Luris was the next best with. Fifty nine point nine percent, and poor old Azorius Yorion, which was supposedly the next big thing, and Yorion should be banned. Twenty five percent win rate. Yeah, that's it um, that's got pretty bad.
0: Rushed. Yeah, and um, like I think people probably came in expecting a lot of people to play it, which they did. Like, there's there's a lot of Yorion decks in there um like yeah, if once you split up the the two rogues main types of rogues decks then Yorion is actually the the top deck in terms mm. of deck numbers so a lot of people came in probably expecting to see that and and meta game against it and yeah they just proved to prove that Yorion is not broken and it can be beaten great i mean i, I really like the fact that we've got almost
1: like a rock paper scissors here where you know the in theory Yorion can be built to to beat up on a bunch of stuff and you know like if my main game plan is the rogues deck is to mill you out and you've got 80 cards, then that's, that's, that's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, like if, if rogues is on top, then you're playing against Rakdos midrange. And, man, in the league, I have been smushed by Rakdos midrange every yeah, time Ro- i playing rogues. rogues
0: basically cannot beat it, the
1: it Rakdos It can, mid-range. but it's just so hard. Like you yeah. just, you have to grind for, for every little edge because they just get to keep bringing back Croxa. <laughs> you're, just, <laughs> you're just making crocs a better yep. and it's Take like you uh, discard another card <laughs> and and then the the fact that they're escaping things makes like your like eight card threshold in a graveyard yeah. harder yep. to hit so like it's it's really it's great but then like you know there's gruel aggro which is playing ember and like a bunch of stuff like that which can kind of just run over the top of things so it it's a good standard man
0: yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, been, well, it's, it's like, been a couple of years, but it's a it has, good it's a good I mean standard. it's taken what how many cards we got on the band list? Eight. Eight from standard at the mm, moment, I think. More than that, isn't it? Like ten <laughs> or twelve. It's a lot. Yeah, a lot. So eventually they've got there to a good standard and then the next set will come out and probably ruin it all. <laughs> Shush. Don't say that. Let's just enjoy it while yeah, it's here. To okay. Enjoy these next couple of months. But uh, yeah, we thought I thought maybe we should actually sort of go through some of those decks. Not sure not individual, you know, deck lists as as such, but have a bit of a talk about why decks are doing well and, and sort of how they're, what the deck is doing, that sort of stuff. So, you know, sort of starting with Gruul Adventures or, or the Gruul Aggro lists that came mm-hmm. out as the the best. So what, you know, we're, we're playing uh, Bone Crusher Giants. Um, what's the 5-5? I've five? just completely blanked on the... Lovestruck Beast. Yeah, Lovestruck Beast, that's the one. Playing Ember Cleaves, that sort of thing. You're just trying to get people dead quick. Yeah, Brushfire Elemental was a big pickup. Yeah, uh, so that's,
1: that's the Landfall dude. Yeah, red and green for a 1-1. Uh, I can't be blocked by creatures with power 2 or less, and Landfall gets plus 2, plus 2. So, yep. really aggressive. The fact that you can't chump block it is frustrating. And, and actually, like, kind of hoses the um, rogues decks, because they've got a lot of um, initially 1-power and 2-power creatures. Yeah, yeah. So, you just have no good way short of, you know, like, killing it outright. right? of blocking it. The the 3 Crab, in fact, does not block that at all. <laughs> uh, um, the the other card, which is seeing a lot of play now, and I feel kind of stupid for randomly pulling this out as my bulk rare <laughs> a few weeks ago, is the Kazandu Mammoth, yeah, which is a three yeah. mana, three, three, and then landfall plus two plus two. So it yep. becomes a five, five. Yep. Uh, so yeah, it's really strong. And then, yeah, all, all the normal sort of things that you'd expect. And just cleave, man. Believe the cleave. Yeah, right? yeah.
0: Yeah, when you've got dudes with high power and, and an Embercleave, it's, uh, it's a good combination. You can yeah, get on the battlefield pretty quickly and just put that pressure on that, uh, that a lot of decks can't deal with. And, yeah, obviously, like, like you said, you can't chump block a lot of their dudes. So you just kind of get stuck and just keep taking the damage. Yep. And they're, they're also playing, um, depending on the
1: build, they're playing either um, Edge or Innkeeper as like a mini engine. Yep. yep They've got, a, got um, a bit of
0: the adventure package in there.
1: And also the Great Hinge. Some of the main, some of the board, depending on who's playing what. But, I mean, cheap hinges off, you know, turn three lovestruck beasts are um, pretty great. That's a really yep. um, powerful strategy for sure.
0: Yep. You've got, you know, gem raisers to, uh, to blow up opposing uh, great hinges or uh, ECDs or things like that as well. And, and obviously access to stone coil serpent. Stone coil yeah. is the there's, most annoying creature yeah, when you're playing scales rocks. so well.
1: Well, no, but, like, all my interaction is either remove counters or is multicolored. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't do anything. <laughs> uh,
0: so, you've been playing a bit of rogues, have you? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah. A couple yep. of different versions of it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like, I've seen, you know, there was sort of the standard... Initial build of rogues that came out that was quite aggressive, where you're playing all the creatures. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're still playing the drown in the locks that sort of thing. You may be playing the uh, the crabs, but not not necessarily. But you, you're trying to attack people quickly. So I've seen that version. I've seen a much more controlling version, which um, I think Seth Manfield's version was uh, was quite controlling. It Had a lot less creatures. Yeah, I'm just looking. He's listening. So he's only got nine creatures in the in the main deck. So he's playing. Yeah, a lot more, uh, you know, counter spells and, and removal and things like that. And then going bigger with the, like, Into the Story, which is the uh, the spell that, that draw four cards that gets cheaper with the uh, cards in your opponent's graveyards. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and then there's a few of the sort of all-out rogue mill versions, which I think's probably dropped off a fair bit with Rakdos being played a bit more.
1: Yeah, there's been a bunch of evolution. So, the, the first builds that I were playing were playing things like um, Zarathsan. Right, where you were trying to actually do the rogue thing and and yeah. like steal things out of people's graveyards and that kind of stuff, and it was it was kind of an aggro tempo deck with like a mill sub plan almost. Yeah, um, the version yeah, the, the, I'm playing, the
0: milling was really just to sort of enable your e- exactly things that yeah. counted for correct for that.
1: And like sometimes you'd win that way, but it wasn't kind of the main plan. Um, the version I'm playing now. Um, is a list from a guy called Sandy Dog, who won yep. a tournament a few weeks ago with it, and that's a Luris build, and it's just got infinite recursion. So, you're playing Luris, you're playing Call of the Death Dweller, um, Agadeem's Awakening as well, which just lets you rebuy stuff. And so, you just recur things out of the graveyard, which I love doing. Yeah, I think <laughs> um,
0: that's, that's what um, Seth Manfield yeah, was playing. And,
1: and yep. it's playing into the story, which is like four mana instant speed, draw four, I mean, deal. Yeah. Every day, right? Uh, yeah. So that's, um, it's been a lot of fun there, but it's by no means overpowered. Like I said, you know, like I played against, and, and look, I haven't done particularly well in the league with it, but I've had some really <laughs> fun games. It's been like everything has been really interesting. So, no, it's good.
0: Yeah, it's good. Yep. So we saw the Rakdos mid range deck sort of come up to, go against the rogues deck as as you said it's it's got a, a ton of escape cards in there so when mm-hmm. the, when the rogues deck are uh, helping you along with your sort of self-mill plan filling up your graveyard with your escape cards and excess cards to use to pay those escape costs then that's perfect for you as as the Rakdos mid-range player so that deck sort of popped up and was quite strong but I think it's kind of dropped off at the moment uh, I think it struggles against the Yorion decks uh, I think they just sort of go go over the top, and they have a lot of like the Orion decks are playing. Uh, obviously, well, they're playing like El- glass El- casket, his, it, yeah. El- Elspeth Conquers Death and, and Glass Casket, as well as the um, what's the the oh, new the app- Skyclave apparition, thing? yeah, Sky, Skyclave Apparition, yeah. So that that combos really well with Glass Casket. You can exile something and then they get a token if they kill your skyclave and then your glass casket can remove it or get get rid of the token and then you your yorion can blink your glass casket and your glass casket can get something else so there's a fair bit of synergy and that sort of stuff and that that kind of overpowers what the rakdos deck is trying to do so we didn't see what there was one in the MPL and three in the rivals that played the the rakdos deck so obviously they the pros sort of didn't think that that deck was going to be that good for the weekend yeah, absolutely. And it did okay. Like it had a, you know, um, a pretty good win rate. It was yeah.
1: 57%. So it's up there as far as, you know, like the better performing decks. But um, yeah, again, kind of like we're talking about rock, paper, scissors, right? There are yeah, yeah. things that are good. Well, you,
0: you pick the right weekend to play that where everybody's playing rogues and you're probably going to do really well, but you pick the wrong weekend where everybody's playing Yurion and, and you're probably not.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Um, so, speaking of Yorion, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different Yorion decks. Like, from, from that weekend, most of them were playing Azorius from the looks of it, uh, with a few other random ones. But I've seen and, and heard of people playing like green white builds. Um, yeah, standard Azorius, you blue blue white. People playing Esper, splashing into a bit of black, or Abzan. So, you're playing the, the green in there as well. A whole bunch of different ways you can build it. And, you know, just that that synergy of having permanence with enter the battlefield abil- uh, triggers and yorion you you can kind of build it however you want it and find what suits your playstyle so definitely very powerful obviously not anywhere near as powerful as it used to be back with the old companion rules when you could just always have yorion when you when you needed it but <laughs> and and you got to cast it for free of fires of adventure yeah. yeah 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 absolutely but uh, yeah still still pretty powerful and yeah it's a, again it's a sort of deck where if you don't account for it and, and you forget that it's in the metagame, all of a sudden it's going to come out and, and win a few tournaments. So you need to be aware of it. Absolutely. What else are we seeing?
1: Um, so there's there's a few other things. Um, Like we said, there's uh, that was most of the um, MPL, actually. They were pretty condensed in their deck choices. There was, you know, like Shota playing control deck. What a surprise. <laughs> And then someone playing uh Mingucci played like Esperoon for Told, but that's kind of a bit of a pet thing for him. Um once you get down into the rivals. Oh sorry, there's a couple of Team of Ramp decks, weren't there? Yeah, yeah. So both Autumn, Burchett and Ken Yukihiro were playing uh Team of Ramp. So
0: yes. So they they obviously we don't have Omnath anymore, but No, so they're, still, they're doing the, the shell is sort of sort of still there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a, a Lotus Cobra Genesis P uh, Genesis Ultimatum. Terror of the Peaks kind of build. So, a yep. couple of Ugans. Yeah, a couple of Ugans to, to go right over the top. Yep. And then, kind of just what you'd expect some ramp, some card draw. It's about it. A couple of counter spells. Yeah, but very, very similar to um, sort of the very early versions of the um, Tima strategies that we saw, all the four color strategies that we saw, but just obviously minus Uro and Omnath, which yeah. has made it.
0: And then, like this is like when we did the Bannings cast where we sort of talked about. Get sort of going right into bannings and that sort of stuff and the, the theory on like the issues with, with the powerful cards that are they're printing at the moment. This is a sort of ramp deck that I'm really happy to see where you can play a super fast aggressive deck and just completely get under this this sort of deck. It's like, yeah, when it, when it gets its mana online and it gets to casting Genesis Ultimatum, it it can go off, but it has to survive to that point. And that's that's good. Like having a deck like that in the, in the metagame is fine.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting because I remember when both Ugin and um, Lotus Cobra were spoiled, we were all like, oh, this is really cool. These are fun cards. They're good, but they're not insane. Mm. And then they were made insane by the supporting cast. So it's nice that this deck exists. It's good to have, and we, we were always saying that, it's good to have a really strong ramp strategy that means you can't just, you know, dirtle around and do nothing, or you'll just get completely overtaken by Ugins or, you know, Three terror of the peaks coming into play simultaneously, or something like that off a big old open. so it's it's good that this exists, but it's also great that it's not doing this on turn four yeah, yeah, <laughs> also once you start looking down further into the the rivals, you start seeing some Selesnia builds, so um, I know that New the dummy Kenji did quite well with his build of um Selesnya adventures yeah. so. Um, and then also, people are realizing that um, Wicked Wolf is is still a card. <laughs> there's 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 yeah. some food floating around. Yeah, yeah I've and-
0: seen seen a, a bit of the mono green food deck. That people are trying to bust out the old uh, Feasting Troll King again. Which again, like if, when people are playing rogues and they're milling you. Yeah. If you're playing a food deck and they put your, your Feasting Troll Kings in your graveyard, uh, oh, I've got three food here. Well, I'll get it. I'll get my uh, Feasting Troll King back out of my graveyard, and he's away looking, we go. He's an eight eight, right? He's, he's big uh boy, yeah, he's, he's like big that. Can't can't remember exactly what he is, but yeah, i haven't Some... seen that card since uh since it first came out, I think. It was yeah. sort of people played a bit of it and then it disappeared because everyone realised Oko was the thing and why would you bother <laughs> playing this <laughs> hey, big creature that into an elk? <laughs> you have an elk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, so there's that. Uh I, again it's it's you know, can win. Same with just sort of your regular mono green stompy decks. Um, I've tried playing a bit of mono red recently and mm-hmm. and struggled. It's I just don't think it. It's really just missing a couple of cards. So I'm tipping we'll see over the next two or three sets we'll see a couple of good one drops and things like that get printed and mono red will be back in in a couple of sets. But at the moment it's probably not not really where you want to be, which is it's a bit of a shame. Of okay, well sort of. Like it's it's good to have.
1: A good aggressive and like a good mono colored aggressive deck is always good. And yeah, I guess yeah. kind of mono green is probably filling that spot. There are some, and, and none in the MPL or the rivals, but there are some lists of mono white floating around yep. that some people seem to be having some success with. But it's certainly not kind of taking over by by any stretch. So it's also okay that you know, like mono red was good for a, a very long time, um, in the like
0: Dominaria standard and that kind of thing. So it's all right if it has a little break, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's been good for for quite a while. I mean I've been playing almost the same deck for the last like three years almost. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. correct. You just, just jump, jump into historic and queue it up again. Yeah, and a right. couple of <laughs> other cards and away you go. Yeah, I mean even in standard, a few a few cards leave, but they get some good replacements. So you just keep playing yeah. <laughs> effectively the same deck. Uh, I did I did give uh, cycling a crack uh, this week. I know like Ooh. Simon Gertzen played it in the the Rivals League like just with the the amount of rogues milling you uh, your uh your flares get big really quickly um, uh, i'm
1: i'm tempted i've seen it i haven't built it yet but i played i mean when that was a deck i played a lot of cycling yeah, know, yeah. throughout I all mean, the league changed. and a bunch of other stuff uh, is there anything different you probably the, get some well, I mean, better the, list, mana.
0: the list i was playing yeah the the manner was slightly different but uh that was pretty much it everything else was Exactly the same. I don't think I changed a single card in the actual, actual main deck. This I'm
1: just, I'm just looking through Simon's list. The, yeah. the only difference is you now get the um, pathways. Yep. And he's playing a couple of triomes for value, I guess. All right. Yeah. I want to take it for a spin. <laughs> <laughs> See m- mystical, good.
0: mystical disputes in the sideboard. <laughs>
1: sure. Okay. Yeah. But and, I mean, that, that was the thing in the Just guy version, anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Yep. Oh, okay, fair enough. I guess that's a thing.
0: Yep. But yeah, again, that's another deck that's hasn't lost anything. Has probably picked up just a couple of cards that can be used here and here and there. But he's still really powerful. And if you're not if you're not prepared for it, then uh, yeah, you're going to get smashed. So pro- yeah. probably actually a good deck to be playing on the the best of one ladder at, at the moment. Hmm, I like well that. especially for me I'm'm st- I'm still down in silver <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Great. yeah.
1: laughs> I haven't been playing a lot on the ladder recently
0: uh dear listeners why do you listen to us
1: because <laughs> we're entertaining <laughs> and honest
0: yeah anyway. yep. all right cool so I think that's mostly the sort of the standard meta game where we're at so it's it's looking good like I have not heard anybody complaining which is shocking in itself. In mm. the last week, that this metagame is bad or it's solved or, or anything. I heard, yeah, probably a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago, people were complaining about Yorion and, and saying that it was it was going to be a problem, and this weekend proved that that's clearly not the case. So, yeah, I think it's um I think it's good. It's it's a good time yeah. to be playing standard. Love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So get get into it. So, uh, yeah, if, if you do want to play some Standard, this weekend is uh, we have another one of the Arena Open. So we've this will be the third one, I think, that they've run. Yeah, third and right. fourth. Yeah, yeah, they did a Standard one, then they did a Historic one, and then, yeah, back to yeah. Uh, a Standard one. So That's right. Yeah, so this is Standard. So that's actually on this weekend. So we're recording on Thursday night. So you'll have this out Thursday night. Listen to it on Friday and get yourself all ready for the Arena Open this weekend. So... They're doing one thing differently this time, and that is that day one you can actually play best of three now. So previously it was day one was all best of one, which mm-hmm. a lot of people complained about. You know, wizards money grabbing and all that sort of stuff. As people always complain because uh, there's so much variance in best of one, all that sort of thing. So now they've opened it up so you can actually play best of three. So best of ones remains the same uh, you either get to seven wins and you qualify for day two or you get your third loss and you are out uh, you do get gems for prizes based on uh, how much you win on on day one but yeah you can also play a best of three queue and for best of three you only have to get four wins but you can uh, you can't uh, you don't have any losses to give once you get your first loss you are out so you you have to go four and oh which is obviously a lot tougher uh it, i think it'd be really interesting to see obviously wizards aren't going to release the the information for that but no, it'll be course. really interesting to see what the numbers are from best of one compared to best of three in terms of how many people play and and that sort of thing like the the cost is the same for for both I'm i'm tipping best of one probably has way more entrance than uh than best of three but yeah who, who knows I know, like, if I play in this, which I'm, I'm aiming to, I will be playing best of one. I, I can't be bothered playing best of three. Uh, so,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I think I would do the same. Simply yeah. because, like, you can just, man, like, going four zero is yeah. really, really <laughs> hard. Like, really, really hard. Yeah, because I mean, going,
0: going seven two is really, really
1: hard. Well, it, it is, but you can sometimes just like spike the matchup lottery. Yeah, yeah. or, or you know, like, you can just outdraw your opponent and. Yeah, I mean, like that's obviously why some people hate Best of One, but uh, I don't know. I, I think it's a feature more than a bug, To despite what, you know. I, I think people also misrepresent how much matches change based on the four sideboard cards they bring in. Yeah, yeah. But that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, actually, so, um,
0: I listened to, what's it called now, Planeswalker, the Planeswalker podcast. It was... Something else. It's Seth Manfield, uh, Jason Florent, and Danny t mm-hmm. um, They they do a podcast, and this or their most recent episode, they had uh, CGB on Co- Covert Go Blue, who yep. uh, has his own podcast, Arena Craft, mm-hmm. and they got him on, and, and yeah, he, he spent the whole time talking about best of one. Like they were saying, you are you know you're you're known as the the best of one champion type thing, and and that's what he plays. And yeah, you know, you kinda of get to the episode end of the episode and you're like, Yeah, you know what? I agree. <laughs> Best of one is perfectly fine. And he, I think it's real magic, despite yeah. the fact
1: that people like Chewy will tell you it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not here to defend himself. No, so. he, I don't care. I, <laughs> yeah. Until he's wrong. It is
0: definitely different. That's that's hundred percent it is different and the way, you know, the hand smoothing algorithm and things like that work is, is slightly different. And sure we sort of dove into that pretty deeply i think when the first arena open uh was was coming out so you can go back and listen to that episode if you want but uh yeah it it is different and you play it a little bit differently but i think for 99 percent of magic players like they just don't care about the difference between best of one and best of three so yeah and and i much like i i just don't play best of three ever (laughs) until i go to an actual tournament so you're playing in our league yeah 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 pretty much so yeah uh that's on this weekend and yeah day two will still be best of three as it was previously Mm -hmm. so yeah if you if you do qualify with a best of one deck you will need a best of three deck for day two for us here in melbourne it starts at 2 a.m on saturday morning and then the uh you know you've got almost 24 hours to play those and play your games uh and then the Day two will start Sunday morning, but there is there is like a check in time. They have like a two hour window where you have to make sure you jump on and and yeah, we had to get sign up at in. one
1: a.m. to do ours. Yeah, remember yeah. the because yep. we played the first one and we both made day two. Yes, uh, and then yeah, we checked in at like one a.m. and then I was up at like six or something like that, six thirty to play my matches and yep. died Bom- bombed out <laughs> straight away. <laughs>
0: yeah the, the thing you do need to be really careful of, especially for those uh, for those here in Australia, I think previously the day two ended at like 11 a.m on Monday morning. Yes and I think it, that might be 12 a.m now with the, uh, the daily savings I mean. uh, sorry 12 yeah 12 yeah. p.m so lunchtime yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's been plenty of people who've gotten stuck at the end of you know in the last hour or two where they just can't get a match Uh, because there's not enough people left on there to play your game so if you do qualify for day two definitely get up early and try and play your matches early Uh, you know I I would I I think if I qualify for day two this time I'd probably get up you know 3 a.m or something play an hour get knocked out and then that way I can go back to bed and get a few hours sleep Uh, or yeah continue playing through and win but yeah you definitely don't leave it too late because you don't want to be on a run of five wins and then not be able to get those last two matches in
1: yeah, and that is like a full day of magic as oh, yeah. well. Keep yep. keep in mind. Like that is a yep. lot of wins in Best of Three that will take more time than uh you may consider initially. Yes.
0: Yep. Uh you can't you you can still have breaks between your games and things like of that, course. which is of which course. is handy. But yeah, it, it is yeah, if you're trying to get seven best of three wins there, yeah, that is a long time. So yeah, it's the same as last time. Cost twenty thousand gold to enter or four thousand gems. I think I've got about forty K in gold just sitting there waiting to um to be used, so I think you I will save t- them up for these things. Yeah, though, I, I just I haven't drafted in so long, but I'll uh, yeah I'll, I'll give it at least one go. Probably uh, probably on the Saturday Saturday night or something like that. We'll see how we go. I don't know if you're you're going to give it a go this time if you can find the time. Uh...
1: Maybe. We'll we'll see what happens, see see how the weekend pans out. (laughs) I I had forgotten it was on, actually, to be perfectly honest (laughs) with
0: you. Good content creators we are. (laughs) We're legends. There is a lot to keep across these days. There is. There's so much stuff. So, if you are to play, what are you going to play? Uh, I mean, I would play rogues. Yeah. Um,
1: I'd be tempted to just jam cycling because no one would expect it. But no, no. I I think I would... uh, tricky i think i think i would still play rogues um and just hope that you don't come across too much rakdos yeah but um there you can certainly tweak it to be a little bit better in um in best of one and then it is obviously a very solid um you know best of three deck as well gives you a bunch of options and you can kind of lean more control or or whatever you would like to do so i think i would just try and find a build of that that i like to look of
0: more yourself yep uh, I think I would likely play rogues as well. I, okay, it's yeah, it's it's probably it's probably the best sort of all round deck. I think like yeah, you can you can slant your builds in in a bunch of different ways for whatever you're seeing, and that's that's actually one thing that we noticed, especially the last time we played. There is definitely a meta game in this, so you you know you might jump on and play your first run, and all you see is Rakdos decks. You know the the whole mm-hmm. time and you know that that's whatever he's playing and that's when you go okay playing rogues is not a good idea and you go okay i'm I'm going to play something that's going to beat rakdos so definitely keep an eye on what what you're seeing when you're playing because it, it will change throughout the day and yeah you get people like the, the last time we played we had like winota decks and things like that that were popping out everywhere and yeah you you'll see you'll see actually see it change during the day which is really interesting so keep an eye on that but yeah i think i'd i think i'd play play rogues or maybe uh the the gruel adventures the gruel gruel aggro deck might uh might get yeah, that a I, go. I
1: think that's a pretty strong choice as well. I yep. mean, if in doubt, just get them dead, right? Yeah, yep. Yep, that's usually my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I know. Yep, yep. So, yeah, that's on this weekend. Yeah, you can. On day one, you can enter as many times as you like or as many times as you can afford. Please don't go crazy and spend all your gems and, and put a bunch of money in there and, and try and get it. I mean, the payout is pretty good if you do... Go if you get six wins on day two, you get a thousand US in cash, and if you get seven wins on day two, you get two grand in cash. So that is that is really good payout as as well as a bunch of gems. So the EV is actually really good on these events, but yeah, obviously don't go uh, firing a million bullets as they as people call it and uh, wasting all your money when uh, it's not not really that worth it if you're not having fun. Correct. Yeah. Speaking of having fun, we finally got to the end of our league. We. Well,
1: nearly, almost. I'm, 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 I've get, I'm getting updates as as things are, are going here, right? Yeah, like, nice. Um, it's uh, group cracker is, um, man. So we have Yan Ray, who has. Uh, I'm trying to
0: think of the right word here. Demolished everybody. <laughs> I mean, two leagues ago, he got the wooden spoon. I don't think he won a single single match, and uh, uh, yeah. this time he's gone eleven and zero. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he has. Yeah. yeah well, well done, Yan Ray. You uh, you deserve that. And uh, yeah, PJOR has uh, backed it up. PJOR made the last finals of our last league, and yeah, they mm-hmm. finished the top on and my, from my group. But uh, yeah, we've still got still got a bunch of spots that are still in contention.
1: Yeah. Uh, so a
0: couple of matches to be played.
1: Yeah. So there, it's kind of come right down to the wire for a bunch of people, where we're starting to look at like. Um, potentially the third place is being decided by tiebreakers and things which is always kind of good and bad it's good because it creates tension and bad because you know like you don't want to miss out because the person that you you know lost to you know beat someone else or or whatever like that but they're like in fifth position you know like it's it's that kind of thing so
0: it's um it's also It'll annoying be- for us for organising stuff.
1: <laughs> that that too, that too. Um, but one of the things that we've noticed this week is um, envy slots are now like changing based on finishes and um, in in like now in in where people you know even outside of the top three. You know, like Jay Mudd's running the numbers about, like, if I beat this person and they lose to this person, and I'll <laughs> get in at eight and stuff. And so he's, he's like crunching, crunching what's going on here. So it's, it's interesting that there's kind of like these, these matches that, you know, cause it's, you know, it's a Swiss thing, right? Where you just play everyone. It kind of doesn't, well, it's not a Swiss, it's around Robin. Round, round Robin yeah. yeah. So it kind of doesn't matter when the matches get played, but the way that they've kind of just lined up, certainly in my group, um, is is putting some extra tension on it so i, I kind of yeah. am digging it
0: yeah i mean like sort of looking at the invitational ladder so if you missed our prior announcement uh yeah we do have our 2020 magic beans invitational coming up it'll be the 5th of december i think we uh, we announced it was going to be on mm-hmm. and yeah it's 1500 bucks in cash and prizes which is Inside. insane so crazy <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> in addition to like all the other cash yeah, prizes we've yeah. been giving out for these other leagues, I exactly. can't believe. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's I think great. we're
0: like, I think if you add up everything this year, we'd be we'd be at like four grand or something like that that we've we've given away in in cash yeah. and prizes. So I might have to uh, actually add that up. But yeah, that's that's pretty nuts. But yeah, al if you don't know, you know, if you're a new listener, our, we run these leagues every few months, and yeah, people accrue points through playing these leagues. Puts them up on the uh, leaderboard, and uh, yeah, the top eight from that leaderboard at the end of the year qualify for our invitational. And yeah, we had a bunch of sort of top players like Child Rebel Walker and J Mud. Both, I think J Mud's getting getting zero points from yeah, uh, from this league. He and I are fighting it out for the wooden spoon actually yeah. in our yep. group. Which, yeah. which uh, which Child Rebel Walker is currently sitting in sixth, and I think I don't think he can actually get to fifth place to get a point. But he's pretty much locked in. So you've got you got a couple of people that were sort of towards the bottom of the top eight currently, like Plunksy as well, mm-hmm. uh, who I don't think is getting any points. No, not get, not getting any points. They yeah, the people that we thought were going to be sort of guaranteed to be in the uh, in the Invitational have not got the points, and then a bunch of people below them have gotten a lot of points. People like Pijor, who uh, yeah was on six points, is going to jump up to eleven with an extra five on there. So. Uh, Wonga Sith is also
1: a chance. They were sitting in ninth, and if they have... If they've still got uh two or three matches to play, and so depending on how well they do, that could bump them up into... Um, top four certainly maybe even top three depending on breakers Mm -hmm. so there's like it's going to be interesting for sure
0: yep yep so yeah very cool and and very exciting for our our first year of running these leagues and running this invitational that it's 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 literally coming down to the wire and yeah like you said builds that tension and builds the excitement for the event and yeah should be really cool but before we get to that, we have to stream the finals for this league. So, that's taking Between. place this Sunday. So, yeah, 4.30 Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Cracker, you gotta got to get these time zones right yeah, these days. I, I just add all the letters in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> as you said, my, mine includes the initials of my three children yeah, as to when I can exactly. do things. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, this this Sunday, 4.30pm, so Sunday the 1st of November, and yeah, we'll be kicking off the final. so the top three from each group, so we have four groups, top three from each group will qualify, the first, uh, top place finishers get a bye for their first round, and yeah, the twos and threes all play off, which we will be having those matches again being held prior to Sunday, uh, just to sort of cut down on the time for the stream on Sunday, and then, yeah, Sunday we'll be kicking off the stream. We'll be uh, yeah starting 4.30 and probably running up till 10-ish, 10.30, something like that, depending on how long everything goes. And, yeah, it's always a great fun event. Obviously, you know, us beans are on there trying to commentate and, and tell you what's happening, but it's always Mostly a lot we of fun. just talk rubbish. Yeah, yeah. Everyone gets involved in the chat, and, yeah, we always give away a bunch of ICR codes and, and sometimes some gem codes for Arena as well. So... Be sure to join us for that. If you're not already following us on Twitch, make sure you go and find us. Just search on Twitch for Magic Beans Cast and yeah, you'll find us on there. And uh, yeah, get that notification for Sunday for that stream. So I'm really looking forward to it. It's been a lot of fun. We were hoping and crossing our fingers that this time we would finally be able to be together and do it in a booth, but not nope. not quite. <laughs>
1: just a little bit short we'll we'll, we'll get there for the envy we
0: (laughs) We hope so yeah i will be uh pushing the buttons from my house again and crossing my fingers that the power does not go out and and things (laughs) like that so (laughs) should be a lot of fun but uh yeah or there's also i I thought we better put this in there just just you know so people are aware that there's going to be another stream on at a similar time that's not Quite going to be as good as our stream, not quite as good for prizes and things like that. Not quite as good of caliber of players. So, the finals for the Red Bull Untap Series, which we've spoken about a few times through the year, is actually being held on Sunday as well. So, that starts the stream starts for that at about seven thirty PM Australian time or Melbourne time. So, yeah, you can at least get a few hours of our stream in before you you decide to ditch us and go and watch no, some, no, no, fine. some other people play. But I think once you've watched, you know, at least five minutes of our stream, you'll be hooked and you'll be there there for the rest well, of the night. So,
1: But then, then you want to know the conclusion of the event. Yeah, exactly. right? You want to see yep. the, the finals playing out. So so it's,
0: yeah, it should it's should fun. be good fun. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it and it will be a good event. And then, uh, yeah, we'll get to see who's going to be in the Invitational in, uh, in a month or so's time. So I think that's going to do us for tonight, Cracker. Uh, we haven't gone on too many tangents, and we've done pretty well tonight. But we've still ended up with a uh, a reasonably long cast, as as we always seem to do. There's always a lot to talk about in magic. There is. But we will leave it there. So uh, yeah, if you uh, if you want to get in on these leagues that we're running, we're going to be posting, or well, over the Christmas break, we will be catching up all all the beans, and uh, hopefully in person. We'll be discussing everything we want to do next year and planning out our calendar for events and leagues and things. So, if you want to get in on those, like I said, we've, we've given away about four grand of, of stuff this year. So, next year, I'm tipping, possibly going to be bigger. So, I, I can't imagine it being smaller. Uh, no, I, I don't imagine it being smaller, but uh, yeah, it's all free. So, uh, yeah. Get in and, uh, and join the stuff that we do. So, the way you do that is get in on our Discord. So, we have a open Discord to anybody who wants to join us. The link is always in our show notes or on our Twitter and Facebook. So, come and join us in there and, yeah, get into the events that we run next year because they're a lot of fun.
1: We've actually got one more event we're running this year that's open. We which do, Which is yes. our No Banlist Standard, which yep. we're running on the 7th of November. Yep. So, in just over, what, a week? Yeah, yeah we're going to yeah starting at 11 and it's it's all of the nonsense that play design thought we should have had <laughs> it was meant to be so, instead. so Omnath and Oko and Uro and, and Fires just, just Fires <laughs> And once upon a de- time what, yeah yeah perfect perfect uh, the only thing we can't do as was built is the way companions work yes but yep. basically we'll, we'll let people do um, effectively freeform decks and challenge each other and uh, I think we are we going to try and cover some of that as well
0: uh, possibly yeah we'll have, we'll have to see how we go yeah uh, we do have prizes we've got some uh, some collectors boosters for uh, yeah for that one so yeah that should be pretty good again another free event with awesome prizes so yeah get in, and, get in and, and not many them. people
1: registered at the moment
0: so mm, good, really I mean, good EV yeah Chewy's one of them so that's a buy <laughs> uh, so 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 come check it out very good uh, yeah, so if you want to show us some support, you can uh, yeah, obviously uh, you know go and subscribe to us on Twitch and things like that. But we do also have a merch store, so you can uh, yeah, go and pick up some sweet Magic Beans gear, hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, and things like that. So, yeah, just look for the link in our show notes again and, and head over there and buy something cool. I think very soon my entire wardrobe is going to be full of Magic Beans gear and that's all I'm ever going to wear for the rest of my life. So... That's fine by I'm me, but you sure should, you should definitely that. do the same. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she doesn't have a choice. That so doesn't really matter. <laughs> Uh, if you want to support our sponsors that show us support, then uh, yeah, just go and check out Josh and Pat's MTG Bazaar. Have look them up on Facebook and check out their daily auctions to grab yourself some bargains. You can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. All of those places. Just search for Magic Beans Cast, and you'll find us on there. And give us a follow so you know what we're up to and when we're going live. If you want to find me on Twitter, I am at Peace Inc. Chewy, <laughs> Chewy's not even here. Wow! Shows <laughs> <laughs> so oh. how much I do this on Rails. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Cracker <laughs> At Joel Hill
0: underscore Oh man I, I could edit that out But listeners no, I'm not going to I'm not going <laughs> to <laughs> So yeah Thank you uh, As always for listening Stay safe out there And we will see you all Next time